Welcome to Dark Archive, where we explore terrifying and chilling stories from the past. Max Hedrum was more than a 1980s icon. He was the incarnation of everything sarcastic, greedy, and insincere about the decade of Madonna and the Rubik's Cube. Max hosted music video television shows. He interviewed celebrities on his own late night show. Max was a marketer of the disaster that was New Coke. And the show that started it all in the United States, Max Hedrum, 20 minutes into the future, became the very first cyberpunk series in the United States. Max was inescapable, and then almost just as quickly as he appeared, he vanished. Except for a still unexplained incident of television piracy in which an unidentified man hijacked a Chicago television station for 90 seconds posing as Max Hedrum. The rant, while random and illogical, made many viewers uneasy. Was this a prank, a warning, or simply a viral TikTok video before its time? American jazz and soul poet Gil Scott Heron put into words what needed to be heard at the time. The revolution will not be televised. Abiding commentary on 1970s politics and race relations. His verse, Green Acres, Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, rang true with so many Americans who knew that that way of life did not speak to them or for them. Scott Heron's lyrics obliterate the deception of television, the admit of Madison Avenue and pop culture all to show evidence of the real world happening beyond the bright box sitting in their homes. A revolution was, and in many respects, is still happening. And it's not for watching, it's for joining. But what happens when a televised event is so controversial and baffling, it presents itself without apology or explanation? You get that Max Hedrum stunt of 1987, its origins and intentions a mystery to this day. For decades, we've seen the creation of characters and movie scenes as 100% computer-generated. Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Lord of the Rings, and Avatar are just a few. What once was mind-blowing disbelief has become pedestrian and unimpressive. Today, more movies are made with practical effects and real stunts, resulting in a far more remarkable presentation. If you experienced the 1980s, you know why so many Gen Xers long for its nostalgia. I Want My MTV was not just a slogan, it was a battle cry. In April of 1985, Family Ties, Cheers, and Dallas topped the ratings on the small screen, while The Color Purple, Back to the Future, and The Goonies all brought us to the theater. And who could forget Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the story of an eccentric man-child who treks across America in search of his stolen bicycle. If you've not seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you've not seen Shakespeare the way it was intended. And while each of these had a significant connection with their audiences, Max Hedrum was all about in-your-face and in-the-moment. He represented something repulsively grim about the 1980s. With his trademark video glitches and brief audio defects, Max was unique in an unsettling way. Great Britain 1984, The Max Hedrum Show debuted, a British music video show in which Max and his computer-generated form hosted. Max was a less menacing version than Jimmy Savile from Top of the Pops. Max, played by Matt Furr, spent hours in a makeup and prosthetics chair to turn into Max Hedrum. The suit was so uncomfortable and hot, Matt had extra fans and AC units installed in the makeup room. Max Hedrum gave sharp and witty opinions on the pop music videos he introduced and played. The show was a success in the United Kingdom, and it was decided that Max needed an origin story. Max Hedrum, 20 Minutes into the Future, was adapted into a television drama in the UK, and later came to the United States to take over, just like the Beatles had decades earlier. Max offered a cutting take on media and corporate greed, the Gordon Gecko variety. 
The plot centers around investigative journalist Edison Carter and his computer-generated alter ego, an artificial intelligence named Max Hedrum. Max's origin story begins when Edison Carter discovers that an unscrupulous corpo is manipulating advertising signals into what are called blipverts. These blipverts compress advertisements into three-second bursts to maximize effect on the human brain. The messy problem was that this method was killing those exposed. While escaping from corporate goons on a motorcycle, after word got out about the evidence he obtained, our hero crashes headfirst into a sign above a car park, which read, Max Hedrum, 2.3 meters. Somehow knowing the origin story removes a little of the magic, but from time to time we all must tug on Superman's cape and see for ourselves. Channel 23, the station which Edison worked for, was in fact our unscrupulous corpo. They found a way to put Edison's consciousness into a computer program to uncover what he knew. But they didn't stop there. The AI Max Hedrum was engineered to be a shill for the network, making him easier to control than some meddlesome newshound. Poetically, it was a masterstroke. After all, what is more morally divergent from a curious reporter than a corporate yes-man? Once conscious, the first words uttered by the new artificial intelligence is the last thing he saw before dying. Max Hedrum. Both the AI and those putting him together believe that to be his name. So wham bam, Bob's your uncle. The new AI has a consciousness, a personality, and a name. The show didn't last long, and the most interesting details you've already been told because this show was nothing more than a modified backdoor pilot, meaning the reason for the show was to introduce Max as a character into the zeitgeist of 80s culture, and it was a genius move. The world had a new software glitch bot, and he was soon appearing on David Letterman, Johnny Carson, and The Terry Wogan Show. Max even made an appearance on Sesame Street, reciting the alphabet to the young audience. But his editors left out his trademark harsh glitches and higher-pitched voice, so not to scare the kids. Max appeared on Tina Turner's Christmas special, Comic Relief, Red Nose Day, A Night of Comic Relief 2, and even did... 20 questions in the January 1987 issue of Playboy, which begat the Maxine Legroom Parody Centerfold. If Max is a teaspoon of disturbing decadence, Maxine is half a gallon of the same. One of Max Hedrum's most iconic roles was that as spokeshead for Coca-Cola's New Coke advertising campaign. The slogan, Catch the Wave, or in Max Stutter speak, Catch the Wave. Reported to be worth $4 million, the deal was for Max to pitch New Coke and get the attention of younger consumers who Coke was losing to rival Pepsi. At the time, the soda market was $25 billion a year, and Coke wanted to ensure that future generations would choose their product over all others. Going head-to-head -head with Pepsi pitchmen Michael Jackson and TV star Michael J. Fox, who starred in Family Ties, the hit television show we mentioned earlier. Internally, Coke executives called the Max Hedrum campaign the most exciting Coca-Cola campaign since their popular Coke is It series. New Coke had been announced in April 1985 with a blitz of TV ads, print ads, posters, t-shirts, buttons, mugs, and anything else Coke could slap Max's face on with their slogan. The public loved the merchandise. New Coke the product? Not so much. Despite positive reviews and test markets, New Coke was not well received with its national rollout. While the flash of Max Headroom was turning heads, lovers of Coca-Cola enjoyed a sentimental bond with the product, and to see it dumped on its head and forgotten was a slap in the face. Advertising is all about novelty, but in this case, novelty was punching out of its weight class against nostalgia. When a new Coke commercial aired on the Houston Astrodome's giant video screen, crowds booed. Original Coke fans began stockpiling original Coke and sold them at markup prices, kind of like what happened with toilet paper in 2020. By June of 1985, the Coca-Cola consumer call centers were fielding 8,000 calls a day and over 40,000 letters written in protesting new Coke. 
Letters were coming in from all walks of life in America, the young and old, every race and every economic status. The message in all the calls and letters was the same. Customers expressed their feelings of betrayal. Having no other choice, Coke announced that the old version, which had yet to exit the market completely, would return as Coke Classic. Max would survive this advertising debacle, but it was not his last brush with controversy, or at least someone pretending to be him. Chicago, home to Oprah, the Cubs, Second City TV, and on November 22, 1987, an unwelcome television interruption from an exhibitionist dressed in full Max Headroom regalia. It was 9.14 p.m., and WGN Chicago was reporting the day's news. But somewhere between reporting tomorrow's weather and recapping the Bears' 30-10 beatdown of the Detroit Lions, the screen blurred, and he appeared. Before a word was uttered, the crack staff at WGN intercepted the signal, and he was gone. The interruption was too short-lived to register with most viewers, who probably chalked the experience up to the beginnings of a commercial being aired in error. Undaunted, our hacker friend stepped back, took a breath, and tried again. This time, his over-the-air disturbance came during an episode of Doctor Who on WTTW. For 90 seconds, we heard rambling drivel, from a man with an altered, high-pitched, and robotic voice. He waved around a dildo while moaning and crying. A camera cut is noticeable, and now the man is bent over without pants. He moans, oh, they're coming to get me. A woman off-screen dressed in a homely cowgirl outfit disciplines him with a fly swatter. Don't do it, no, the man cries. The transmission ended and viewers rejoined Doctor Who and his attempt to save the universe. Immediately following this break, the FBI was on the case to identify the parties involved. They needed cooperation from the Federal Communication Commission, who was not too keen to turn over such sensitive information. So the investigation went largely nowhere. The hack was not a live broadcast. We know this because of the quick edit and camera angle change. Whoever was responsible shot and edited the footage before the television station hack. It's important to remember when this happened. It was 1987, and some of the most sophisticated hacking was done by what were called freaksters, people who manipulated telephone systems to make free long-distance phone calls, or listen in on conference calls of companies while they performed their daily business. This was a far cry from what can be done today in 2022 from an imaginative and motivated kid on his laptop. Whoever was responsible needed very powerful equipment, much more sophisticated than what could be purchased at Radio Shack, which meant the list of suspects was small and should have been easy to find. But as of spring 2022, those responsible remain unknown, and unless someone comes forward... We may never know the full story. So, gentlemen, what did you think about the episode? What did you think about Max Headroom and the signal intrusion? You know, I think it's interesting. And I, I know it's a... Um, I like mysteries, so... This is a mystery, and it is a mystery that, you know, the Internet seems to be obsessed with since it happened, which is what, like 35 years, 35 years ago now. Yeah, it's a really long time. What about you, Chuck? Um, you know, I think Max was I think he was ahead of his time. Honestly, I think Max. The creators of Max knew that they were living in like the worst decade ever for the United States. You, the eighties. The eighties. What are you talking oh, man. about, man? You 80s know the only good thing about the eighties. One of the few things good about the eighties is Timmy the Yankees, nor the Red Sox won a World Series in the eighties. 
that's the only thing. I have to think about but, that. But, you know, you had Crack, Reagan, MTV, which just flooded us with horrible music. Now let's 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 tread lightly here on on bagging on MTV, yeah. okay? I mean, let's let's show some respect on that name. Well, see, I I was never a big MTV fan. Mm. I was never a big MTV fan. So, I think Max realized that you know the we were in the middle of this decade that was just horrible. You know the <laughs> movie Wall Street. I mean, it changed everything. And we were, people became shallow and kind of uh, self-centered. And so Max was just pointing that out. I think Max was doing his best. I, you know, I think people were self-centered before in the eighties. Yeah. I feel like kind of looking back and, uh, and not really experiencing much of the early eighties that I can remember and definitely not the seventies, but the seventies seemed to be more kind of a time to be. You know, it was it was happy and it and it seemed a little more free, whereas the eighties seemed, you know, a little more like you said, it was a little more eccentric, not eccentric, but it was a little more, you know, all about me and what I want, and it's about my things and my success. Again, I wasn't the there for really much of either Nixon. of it, so I could be completely off base. Material girl type of thing. Nina, do you not think the seventies were were the, uh, that? I think freeing? the seventies were. No, we had the Vietnam War, we had Nixon, we had Gerald Ford. I believe the the uh Lake Erie caught on fire outside of Cleveland in the 70s. It was not a <laughs> no, good That was decade. a river. Yeah, that was one of the rivers in um I think it was the Cuyahoga River that caught on fire in Cleveland. That hey, was Gerald right. Ford the one that yeah. fell down all the time? Was that him? Yeah. He didn't really you yes. know, he was very athletic. He didn't fall that much. <laughs> Chevy Chase actually made that a Saturday night live skit. And you Hell know, yeah, he did. ended up with a drug problem because of it, because he hurt his back and got addicted to painkillers. But no way. Chevy Chase or yeah. Gerald Ford? Chevy yes. Chase. So. Huh. You know, he is. Uh, Maybe that's he, why he's such an asshole. He is the least funny human. And he's supposed to be a horrible person to work with. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I If you read anything about people that work with him, they say he's just a miserable bastard. Which is so terrible because, you know, Fletch is a great movie. And Fletch Lives is one of those. And, and, yeah. and you know, what was Vacation? Vacation. I mean, there, it was. Yep. I mean, it was, that was funny, but he just, I don't know. I just, I never thought he was funny. I think he was always jealous of. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I just did not get him at all. But. I must say, I am. I have a more appreciation. The further we get away from the 1970s, the more I appreciate it. <laughs> I agree with Nina. I, I wasn't a big fan of the early 1970s, but I think once you get past like 75, the only thing, my only complaint about the 70s was disco. I was not, not a, big a disco fan, fan of disco. But you got, you know, you got, uh, you know, you got punk rock starting in the late. Late yep. Yep. 70s, yeah, about 75, mm-hmm. right? 70, 75, yeah, yeah, disco. So, and, but in the 80s, brought you a new yeah, wave, I wasn't a big, which is like, yeah, new wave. which is like punishment for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel what, like new, new wave? I feel like America has been punished. It's like there was a British invasion, you know what I mean? We took the Beatles and the animals, what you know, all those groups and. That was like a great thing. And then it was like Rolling Stones. Here, yeah. Now we're going to give you this. You know what? I, it's like going to a party and having a great meal and then leaving and finding out 10 days later, you got monkey pox. That's what, that's what synth pop was. It was the monkey pox of music. It was the monkey pox of music. Mm-hmm. Right. I like synth I was, pop. Yeah. I wasn't too crazy about New Wave oh. either. What do you think, Nina? I loved New Wave. Did you like New but Wave? Honestly, what I listen to mostly is Yacht Rock, which is all from the 70s. Yes. So there's that. Oh, Air Supply? So next. Sometimes yeah, I mean, Air Supply. That's you not had my Air favorite. Doobie Brothers. You had yeah. the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yacht, yeah, Yacht Rock is kind of basic. It's kind of like seven, the like mid seventies or mid eighties soft rock kind of thing. So yeah, some good yeah, stuff I in like there. It. That's a great channel 80s. on Sirius. I, I loved all eighties music. So our next question is why? <laughs> we answer nothing about Max. <laughs> we Andrew did. Gold. We did okay. <laughs> um, why do you think the signal intruder did what he did? I don't think what do you he think really his probably goal had was? a goal. I think he did it because he wanted to show people he could do it. Does that make sense? Like, because he really didn't say anything, right? He didn't have a message mm-hmm. other than what was some of the things he said. Um, trying to think, he called he called some local politician yeah. a freaking liberal. But everything else was kind of really just very generic and vague. And I and I feel like maybe that was intentional because you don't want to say too much of the same thing or give, you know, really dial in on one specific thing because that could narrow it down. As well, to sure. But are. why? But then why so, bother? You know what I mean? Why? Why bother to? Well, why, why do you ask someone, why did you climb that mountain? And their response is, because it's there. I think it's the same kind of thing. Why do this? Well, I think it's like because I can. why people hack into banks and it's not really for the money. It's just to see. You know, when, when we were kids, younger, we decided to break into our middle school just to see if we could hmm. do it. And we went in and we took all the nets. They had six basketball, you know, courts, six basketball hoops. And we took all the nets off the basketball rims just to prove we were there. And we slept there and we got up and left the next day. Sometimes you just do something just so you can do it. Just to say you could do it. You spent the night at your middle school. Yeah. Did you get caught? Well, no, we didn't get caught. It just started raining and we didn't want to, you know, we didn't, we had a long, we weren't driving. So we had to walk back to my friend's house. It was a long way. So mm. we went to one of the science classes, laid down, dozed off. And then about six in the morning, we got up and walked home with the basketball nets. And, and just because you could, right? Yeah. I, so I think that's why this guy did that to just say, I did yeah, it. Yeah. I think that makes and sense. Nina, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think there was some exhibitionism going on because there was definitely a sexual component to the longer interaction. He had a uh, marital aid, right? That he was flashing around. Yeah. Yeah. So you you go you come at somebody with a dildo and a fly swatter. You mean business? You are not. Yeah. To, you are not to be messed with. <laughs> no, you. I mean, it's on then. Don't threaten so, me with a good time. Yeah, that would be the end of the party for me. I think. Either why do you think it's this, you know, why, why do you think we're still talking about this 35 years later? Everybody loves a mystery. Yeah. And I think it's twofold. I think there's that. And, you know, you, you everyone loves a mystery, like Nina said. But but two, I think Max Hedrum is just a a cool character. You know, I mean, he, he really kind of put a, a, a mirror up to society and and showed what people like him or what what he was depicting was out there um and it it sometimes it freaked people out and people were impressed about it i mean if you watch any of his old shows he kind of goes at people pretty hard when he when he interviews them i mean he he did a two-part interview with sting and it's you know it, it it gets pretty uncomfortable at times And i think maybe that's that was the whole point of it like he wasn't there to be you know he's he's not um He's not Jimmy Fallon, like, oh, I'm going to laugh at all your jokes and it's all just going to be, you know, milk toast and, 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 you know, even keel. Like, no, he was, he was going after people. So he was sort of the, see, I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know much about Max Hedrum because I felt, you know, I was, by the time that happened, when it happened, what year was that? 85. Eighty six. Well, he so. well his, his show debuted in eighty four, and he was basically eighty four. Okay, well, like by that time I was in my mid. Uh, the interruption in happened like in eighty seven. So I didn't feel like mm. I was, you know, part of the cool kids anymore. So I didn't really catch mm. on to Max Hedron. 
but mm-hmm. it sounds like he was like a, uh, uh, the way you're describing, like a, uh, who was the, who was the interviewer? Um, was it Morton Downey? You remember Morton Downey? Oh yeah. Yes. Morton Downey Morton Jr. Downey. And, yes. uh, there was another yeah. guy, another guy. It was very similar. He had a, he was blonde, blonde haired guy, but he was the same way. Very, uh, you know, he got, he would get his, you know, now it, it's kind of commonplace, you know, with the lush Rush Limbaugh's and people like that. But Sean Hannity, like very much yeah, a provocateur. And he would get his right? audience like someone, fired okay. up. Yes. I'm, is that kind of how, how you were describing it to me? It sounded like. Yeah. I mean, I maybe a little bit, but I think his was more kind of had more of a. It's kind of hard to describe it. It was definitely more like right under, like right under the, 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 the water, right? Like it's just beneath the surface. Like he was never in your face about it. It was almost like if he said an insult, it was kind of like, wait, what did he mm-hmm. mean by that? You know, I mean, it, it, it really wasn't in your face, in your face. It, it was kind of hidden. And I think that was kind of the, the idea was that it was kind of shielded a little bit and you really had to think about it. And, and that's why I think a lot of people never really got the full joke to see, Hey, this is, this is really parody and satire of, of what's out there right now. Um, you know, of, of what he, what he was trying to do. I mean, it was, it was media manipulation and he was showing it's like, if you think about the name of the show, Max Hedrum, 20 minutes into the future, the idea of that was, is that all of this dystopian, evil corporation is in our immediate future and it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and look at, look at it today. That almost totally rings true. I mean, look how, how media manipulates us now. It's not television so much is that it's at the internet, it's social media, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know I'm going to sound like an old man saying this, but man, social media is, is just destructive as hell. I mean, look at what it does and what, what it makes people think and, we were talking earlier, you know, uh, about some guy on YouTube who got shot by his girlfriend with a book to the chest or something. So media, you know, social media is people do fucked up things all for the sake of trying to be famous for five minutes. For clicks. For, yeah. For exactly. Yep. For, for clicks to go viral. You know, what's worse than social media though. You know, what allows social media to be so destructive. Hmm. People are just stupid. <laughs> I mean, they really are. Sure. People are stupid. That's the that's the only thing well, I've come to. We about were, it, three when I was a kid, we were TikTok not so Chuck gets to the core of the apple there. Confirm that. Although yeah. I must say, you know, TikTok I, I, can be very people in there can be very creative. I like I like some TikToks, but mostly they have dogs in them. Those are the best TikToks. Yeah, dog videos really are the what the saving grace of the internet. I you know and yes. porn dog and cat videos. I have a my my Facebook rule is I think for the last year and a half or so I've only posted pictures of my dog. I think when Taylor got a scholarship to law school, I posted that, and that's the only non-dog related post I've made. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got. So follow Chuck for quality dog content. I've got That's one right. I'm about to put up tonight that will just knock you right out of your shoes. Is this Rudy oh or Bo? This is Bo. Um, Logan decided this weekend how hard could it be to give Bo a bath. So he took him outside oh because it was very hot and decided to use the hose. And it's uh, I got a picture of Bo. At the back door, trying to get in, and it's it's yeah, it's a it's a winner. Hilarity ensues. And but what yeah, type Logan of dog chasing is him all over Jeff. the yard? Bo is a six pound mini pincher, and he has a sad sack face. He does. he looks like Snoop Dogg or a fruit bat. <laughs> one of the two. He likes it if if Snoop Dogg and a fruit bat had a baby, he would look like Bo. All right, so we don't know why this guy. I guess there's no it's just because it was there. Is that is that? How, the, I you know I mean that's 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 my there wasn't my nothing you know because you know you, if you go on Reddit or something you get all these different theories what the meaning of it was and 
So you don't think that there was anything to that. It was just someone did it because they could. I mean, they had to be uh, mm-hmm. smart, I would think. I mean, I don't know how you how you oh, would yeah. pirate a TV station. A television station, yeah. You need a certain set of skills. Well, in you, fairness, you it, was, need it. it was WGN who televised the Cubs game every day. So... Was he, was he also uh, on PBS? Yeah, the Cub, uh, the WGBN was the WGN was the first station, which was yeah. just there for a few <clears> seconds, <throat> and then they cut off, and then they they got it on PBS. I mean, you know, you're going to pick on PBS. I mean, come on, you know, they're just trying to put up yeah, they're low quality content. Through. Well, I, you know? I mean, I don't mean to brag, but you know, home of Julia Child. PBS is brought to you is brought to you by viewers like me. I just want to say that. It's true. <laughs> Every you time I like see you. that, I think, and I'm stealing because <laughs> I don't give, I should really, should PBS really donate. Awesome. That's why Julian fellows killed so many people in uh, Downton Abbey because people refused to give money to PBS. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to kill another character. That? What was hmm. And what spoiler. Was the, remember the, spoiler, uh, he even kills the dog. What was the, what was the, what was the magazine? Uh, Back in the day, swank. No, no. swank. <laughs> it was from Harvard. What was it? And they had a picture. Remember, National they had the Lampoon? dog, and they had a they had a gun to the dog's head. It said, "If you don't subscribe, we're going to kill this dog." National Lampoon. National Lampoon. National Lampoon. That's what it was. Wow. So. They just stopped making that magazine, I think, like five really? years ago. Like they, yeah, it, 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 and I, and I don't never, and I never even, well, you know, a lot of those writers uh, that, went on that, that to was be magazine. pretty successful, and a lot of them wrote for Saturday Night Live, and oh yeah, well that was some good yeah. writing. I mean, I've I've read some I've read some old editions online, and you know those guys were those those guys and women were very creative in what they put out. Do they still? Do they still publish? Cracked. What was cracked and what was the other one? Mad cracked magazine. And Mad magazine. Yeah. 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 We yeah. used to go into the drugstore. We had this little corner drugstore. And mm. we typically couldn't afford to buy the spot or the Mad magazine. And really all we cared about was every week or every magazine had a spy <laughs> versus spy right. in it, a black spy and a white mm-hmm. spy. So we would turn to see which spy and that would crack us up, and they're still funny. Logan has a vintage Spy versus Spy T-shirt today. So, like when we would go on vacation when I was a kid, I would I would get a Mad magazine, a Cracked magazine, and then whatever Pro Wrestling Illustrated was out for that week when we would go. So I, I, I would always buy a stack of Mad and Cracked, and then you know put a, you know my porn in the middle. So yeah, it's like, oh, you know, and then of course, when they get to the porn, mm-hmm. it's like they need a price check. So they get on the, mm-hmm. you know, the microphone and, you know, pr- price it. You know, can I get a price check on Chocolate Jugs magazine? <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Back in the day, back in the day, Timmy, when you went to the grocery store, um, you know, when they have the stickers on rather than the barcodes that they scanned everything, mm-hmm. I would, uh, get um the trojan magnums uh-huh. and peel the sticker off so when i was going through the checkout they'd have to get on the thing and go i need a price check on magnum condoms aisle four then everybody in the store would look at me and i would just be like that's right that's right huh? um and i i i i would you know i then i'd have to get zip ties too but <laughs> <laughs> but the price check was worth it because I had a super crush on this girl in high school. And I, 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 you know, I'm in the bookstore. It's called the book racks downtown Portsmouth. So I'm buying some porn. Once she and sold like you I said, porn, you know, I buy two or three books, regular sure. books. And then I have one porn magazine in there and I come up a girl. and it's her first day. She started working there first day. So now I have, you know, she's already starting to ring things up. Right. So I never did ask her. I was too embarrassed after that to ask her out. 
Yeah. But at least she might have known what you yeah. were into, though, right? Why I didn't mean, you just could've... put... So, hold on. I just want to be clear on something. Yeah. You thought that this girl was possibly a prospect, but the porn was a sure thing. Well, so you no, decided... I, I didn't know she worked there. And so I, I, yeah. I bring up... Why didn't you just turn away, run it <laughs> I, back? You, you know, there was like someone... Fucking, I'll just give up the prospect. Uh, yeah. It was... I was... I, it, she was already ringing it up, it. and there's people behind me, and it was... <laughs> there was no, no way out. See, but It was Legs I, Magazine. I feel like that's kind of... Remember Legs? Legs. I don't, but... <laughs> I feel like that's kind of... You've kind of... Because then at this point, if you ask her out, Timmy... And she says yes. You know what I mean? She she's kind of warmed up for yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think there was much chance of that happening after that. It, it, yeah, but it's all in the percentages, Timmy. If you ask no, enough people, somebody's not... gonna say yes. It's I mean, like, you know, Tim, girl, there are girls that like porn. I mean, it's, yeah, I know, but uh, it's not just dudes. Yeah, so we've gone too embarrassed to even talk to her after that. <laughs> I mean, in fact, if if you go to if you go to some porn sites, they have Do categories have that say. Women's interest or for women only, you know, and it's the kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but that that's mostly enjoy. cooking stuff. It's <laughs> I I don't I Pornhub, I don't need to learn how to make a cob salad. <laughs> Send your complaints to Chuck at darkarchive.com. I you know, nor, nor, normal okay, stuff. Let's expound on that just a little bit. <laughs> oh, can we? <laughs> no, I just wonder like what would be what would be women's interest? You know what I mean? What? Is, why is? Why can't they just like the? Yeah, animals? I'm not gonna. You're you're gonna have to go on a field trip. Well, and what explore would, the women's Nina being our resident female, would you? I'm just asking you, site. Nina, because I, what would yeah. fall under? Because I've never yeah. actually clicked on the women's interest because and I'm and really also not interested in and what, also no other women yeah. will talk to him so. <laughs> right. So, uh, so what would you find there? Yeah, it's, it's not handbags <laughs> and cooking tips, I'll tell so you. So I, I get to add another cookie to my computer. So we've gone from Max Head. I think it's shoes. More. I think there's a lot of shoes there. But the Chuck. real question That's what I thought is women with spiky old But you know Oh yeah, yeah, Max Headroom, yeah. So, so just, just quickly, let me, let me just answer Chuck real quick is, is I go for, for science purposes. If I go to the porn hub, there is the popular with women in porn videos. Huh? Yeah. But who wants to, who, who wants I will to say, look at that stuff? I will say, I think some of this stuff is, is more story and plot driven. Yeah. Than your okay. regular gonzo kind of porn, right? Which just means they get to it right away, right? Like five seconds in and then, you know, stuff's stuff's being stuffed places, right? Like this has got a story, they're their roommates or their friends or they're on a date or they can't afford the pizza. They exactly. Like, you know, they're they're uh, like here's stepsister and stepbrother. That's kind of weird shit. But you know, whatever. I mean Whatever your, your I, thing is, but yes, I digress. I'm sorry, Nino. Yes, see, let's back. I to... thought it'd be like houseplant. This... And and let's face it, not all women have good taste. <laughs> you know, when you're looking at porn, I mean, you know, I'm no. always surprised. No. Like like girl on girl porn. Like I don't. I think sometimes they make bad choices. Well. Generally, I I like the generally now my and, and I'm not judging anyone here. You're right. I believe that poor choices are generally what lead you to porn. True, but you know what I mean. You you you'll see like boredom. Is no, that a I'm poor just choice? saying that you know if the, they'll show maybe two women and it wouldn't be the one that I would necessarily. Women have, you know, women have different tastes than men. They have very different tastes. And I mean, and, and it, you know, I'm again, teach his own, but I don't really want to watch two women exfoliate each other. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this, this moisturizer is much better. You know, it's just. It's not your cup of tea. It's not, it's yeah, just not, not what you're into, is it, Charles? Okay. Fair no, enough. No, but, you know, God bless them if that's what they want to want to watch. Um, 
I, I don't think women should really watch porn, to be honest. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's good for them. <laughs> Do you think um, it gives them unrealistic yes. expectations? I think it does. I think mm, you okay. see. I mean, just the way that men can be objectified. You know, it's like yeah, we're just these machines to perform you know, over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, you know, it's just not like that. And it, you know, it's hard out here for a white man these days. I'm telling right. you, it's so objectified. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what? God forbid it should ever happen to you and you should feel our pain, mine and Thad's pain. And Timmy's, <laughs> you know. N- Nina may never know. That's yeah. right. I'm blissfully ignorant. <laughs> it's a woman's world. We're just, we're just here trying to, trying to get through our day. Yeah. Just the cat calls as we walk through the home section at TJ Maxx. Just. It's humiliating. It's the last really time is. you went to TJ Maxx. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, the thing we're skipping over, we're glossing over is uh, Max Headroom advertising for the new Coke. Yes, the new Coke. So, Thad, I don't think you were old enough for the new Coke. Um, mm, I think I was in junior no. high when it came out. But what did you guys think? I was not a fan of the new Coke and I, I, and I don't even remember. I probably tried it once or twice, but I, yeah, I, I preferred the regular Coke and they, it didn't last long. Did it? I mean, how long did it last? They, they switched it back pretty quickly. I think. Yeah, it, it did not. Uh, it did not last very long on the shelves at all. I think they had it out for a few years. Did they? But they brought back the original Coke as quickly as they could. Yeah. It's it's really a cautionary tale, new Coke is. Because, you know, that's like one of the biggest trade secrets ever is Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just, I, they we ruined to... Coca-Cola when they took the cocaine out of it. Agree. Yeah, you know, they I always mean, take really, the fun out of things. The classic yep. Coke is really the new Coke, and then they had this bastardized version of Coke. So, so when I was really little, like little little, I remember having an upset stomach and my grandmother giving me a spoonful of Coca Cola syrup. Coca Cola. Do you guys know? Mm, just that, straight you guys syrup. Heard, yeah, like she had a little bottle of Coca Cola no. syrup to yeah. like here to settle your stomach. Does anybody else remember wow. this? Mm, no, I don't. I, I, was I, I mean, was it? Where did she buy it at? Was it you could buy it at stores? I don't know. Apparently, huh? So, all right, maybe she it was just a Michigan told her it was thing. Coke syrup. No, you know, I remember the little like liquor the little syrup bottle. or something. Well, I know you like if you work know. in a restaurant, you know you have to. You know what I mean? There's it, CO2 and there's... No, this was no, this was genuinely for medicinal purposes. Huh. Mm-hmm. Now, Maybe I remember... She gave, did she give you like, cocaine? Because that would be... Yeah. That'll settle your stomach right down. Yeah, that'd be a cool, pretty cool grandmother. Yeah. I mean, I remember my, my mother, my grandmother giving me, just, I mean, just soda to settle my stomach. Like, here, right. drink a Coke or have Verners. ginger ale or whatever. Yeah, and that that might help settle your stomach, but man, straight syrup, man, that had to be really super sweet. Yeah, it was it's just like, like half a, kid, a teaspoon. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like I remember as a kid chugging uh, vanilla extract, thinking it was going oh. to taste like vanilla, and it absolutely does not. <laughs> no, it is the most foul substance yeah, on earth, just by itself. You, it's you pretty just terrible. Took a bottle of it and drank it. That well, not the that whole thing. Alcohol? I just took a swig. Yeah. Vanilla extract? Uh-uh. Nope. So, I mean, not that I know of, I don't think. So getting back to Max, he was he was the spokesperson for the new Coke? Yes. That's right, mm-hmm. the new Coke. And, they, and the reason they did that was because, you know, as, as we talked about in the story, you know, Coke's losing market share to Pepsi. Pepsi is what's considered cool. You know, they did the Pepsi challenge and people were picking Pepsi over Coke. They had Michael Jackson and Michael Fox and, you know, Coke had... Bill Cosby as their spokesperson. So they wanted we know to go how out that and grab worked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So they, they well, wanted to grab the new generation. Well, for Michael Jackson either. No, Michael J. He Fox caught on fire. Cool. Yeah. He's cool. I like Michael J. Fox. Yeah. 
I do too. Mm. Alex P. Keaton. I like his uh, his wife is cute. Yes, she but, is. But it pissed a lot of people off, and people wrote in and they called Coke, and you know they they weren't having it because you know nostalgia is a big thing. It is in advertising what people get used to. You know, you remember something from when you were a kid, or you remember something that just it's the way that you like it. And when, when someone messes with that, it, it can be a, a powerful thing. And I, and, and Coke really got bit in the ass. And in fact, and I, and I read this and I, I, I think I believe it, you know, had that happened to any smaller of a company, that company may have gone out of business, you know, but Coke was so big, they were kind of really able to weather that storm and get past it. But yeah. a lot of other companies, I don't think would have been so lucky. Yeah. Coke is definitely too big to fail. <laughs> yeah. They are too big to yeah. fail. Yes. Okay. But but one interesting thing with that is, you know, you talk about it being a different formulation, you know, that that's kind of is, is what's different about um so like, you know, you have Diet Coke and you have Coke Zero. It's like, well, what's really the difference in that? So Diet Coke is a completely different formulation of Coke to get you that diet flavor or that that diet brand, whereas Coke Zero is the same formulation as Coke just with everything taken out. So that's the difference between those. See, and I like and I, Coke Zero so much more. And yeah, and and that that's the thing is you get people kind of on both sides of that, and I and I think that's what it is is people prefer Coke Zero because it's Coke, it's that original formulation just with everything. I did kind not of taken know that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So I've do we have any? I learned just for, something. You did. I've been drinking Diet Coke probably for twenty five years, so I don't. It, when I drink regular Coke or Coke Zero, it just it seems like it's a heavier taste to me. Mm-hmm. So now, see, I, as I, I, I said, can't... anybody that says they prefer Pepsi, I look at him with a jaundiced eye. <laughs> it's like people that say they don't like dogs. It's like, although right? you know, now the only saving grace for Pepsi is the fact that they make Mountain Dew. And one night we're walking through the store and they had the original Mountain Dew. It was made with the pure cane sugar. Hmm. And I, you know, the boys were smaller and I was like, boys, we have to get some of this. It's like, it's really the nectar of the gods, the Mountain Dew with pure (laughs) cane sugar. You know, it's like 17 tablespoons of sugar in it. Shit, right? Yeah. But it's, (laughs) you know, it's actually still better for you than that high fructose corn syrup. So. Renee, who has drank Diet Pepsi as long as I knew her, asked me what was so special about it. And I said, they make it with real sugar. They, it's the old formula that they make with real sugar instead of, you know, the corn syrup. And it's just spectacular. And she said, huh, I wonder if they make it in Diet Pepsi. Um. Think that through. <laughs> Think that one through. <laughs> she said that to me. She really did. You should you should remember all the wonderful things she does for you, Chuck. It's true. Nah, even the boys were <laughs> kind of puzzled by that, but but I think that's back now. Nina, you're old enough to remember Tab, aren't you? Ugh. I do remember Tab. Tab. I remember Fresca. Tab. Yeah, Fresca. I, I think they Fresca. still make still, Fresca. They do. They I do still, still drink Fresca. Fresca. But I think yeah, Tab was, wasn't Tab really the first sugar-free soda. There was Probably. one before that, but Tab was like the first commercially successful sugar-free soda. Boy, that was some nasty stuff. My mom. Yeah, I remember was, my mom was it, big in this like soda in called early 70s. Diet Right. Oh, I like Diet, Diet Right. right. Yeah. Oh my god. Diet Right. RC. And then Cola. when I was in high school, yeah. then when I was in high school, they came out with different flavors. There was like a grape Diet Right, like an orange yep. Diet Right. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. No, um, it wasn't too bad. But but opinions on RC Cola. Not a big fan. My dad's from West Does Virginia. Even, I'll drink it. Do they even make a diet? I don't think they do. I don't know if they. Make I don't a think diet they do. No, Jane, I don't. I don't. Uh, think let so. me let me get our let me get my research guy to look on look this up. There was a uh, the in, in my hometown there was an RC cola plant where they bottled RC cola, and there was a plant where they bottled Barks. Remember Barks root beer? Mm-hmm. And Barks. Oh, I love they still Barks make that. Beer. Oh. They, yeah, they do. They do, in fact, now make a diet RC cola. Yeah, you, you can make a really? cream soda, huh. too. Mm-hmm. Bark's cream soda. 
Bar- Barks is in fact the only root beer I cannot drink because I I can't drink caffeine. Oh, and Barks is the only root beer that puts caffeine in their in their drink. Huh. I, you know what? So, I think there's I think there's one more that's a well known brand, and I don't know. Is it A and W? Yeah, there's A and W root beer. Yeah, I love A and W. A and W is very good. Drive in in my hometown. It they serve burgers and there's A and W floats. Really, really good. Mm. Man, I really want one. So, do we have any final thoughts on Max Headroom and the signal intrusion? I don't know. They never did find out, right? Who did right. it? Why yeah. they did it? It's still, still open, I guess. It's, I, yeah. I, still I can't imagine. And, and, and one of the big reasons, yeah, one of the big reasons, the FCC just did not want to divulge that information to the FBI. So it, the investigation never went in. So we may never know, you know, just like who killed Kennedy. So we may never know. It could happen again. It could. So watch out. Hmm. Maybe we should do it. Maybe I have a little dark archive placard. We'll hold up while we do I, that. Might give it away who it is, but you know, whatever. Sure. I read uh, where these uh, these guys. There was this um, platform. It was out somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, like in international waters, that had been built. Oh, I think for like a fueling station type of thing out in the middle of the ocean. And it was abandoned. And these guys took it over and um, created their own country. And they created their radio station from this thing. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't pay taxes. Like they were British. They wouldn't pay taxes mm. because they claimed they were in this, I think they called Sovereign. it sea land or something. I don't remember what it was. But they had this pirate radio station and um eventually the government made them you know evacuated or, or there was a storm or something i can't remember but it always reminds me of this story because back in the day they used to have pirate radio stations i don't know if you mm-hmm. remember those chuck where oh i do yeah yeah, you know, you people would just be broadcasting out of their van or whatever, and um, but they had to, you know, they couldn't stay in the same place because the FCC could track them. So they they have the it was very very popular in like the sixties had these um, pirate radio stations. Well, it just reminds me. My- I remember I've seen pictures. My dad used to own a large orange van. Maybe I should ask him if he was a pirate radio yeah, he, might, yeah, maybe. he may have been. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was. Or he sold ice cream. He could have done that too, you know. Vans were popular in this. That was pop, they were very popular in the San Vanese. His, Every, everyone the very, had a van. And the very back of the van, like, so if, you, if, you're, if you're looking at the side of the van, right, on the, the, so if you're looking at the driver's side, the very back on the top right, there was a little window, but it was a circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just, I always, I'm like, he had what's a, the uh, point of that? <laughs> he had a, uh, he had a waterbed in it. He had a van with a no waterbed. Yeah, right. back in the 70s. But he got wow. a lot of tail. Do you remember, okay, the, this, now we're going to go back to 19, about 73, 74. Nina, you're too young for this, but I you am. like 70s rock, so you've probably heard it. Sammy John, remember the song Chevy Van? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seemed like a very non-consensual song. Oh, me. it's it's yeah, it's yeah. very sexual. In, really? Yeah, and it's uh, person past well, young it's a little lady, lady. It was basically sexual assault, wasn't it? Well, she, it was at least some kind of weird voyeurism while she was sleeping. I don't know, but he picked up know. he picked up a hitchhiker or something. You know the song, the song, uh, brand new key. Like I got a brand new roller skate. You got a brand mm-hmm. new key. Oh yeah, yep. That's sex. They're talking about sex. It there. is. It is. Uh-huh. It's a euphemism. And mm-hmm. midnight at the oasis. That's all about sex. I think, I don't know who did. It was Diane Carroll or someone? I can't remember who. I'm gonna look that up. 
I because you remember the song Midnight at the Away. Yeah, send your camel to bed. Your camel, because you know how usually with a really hot girl, there's a you know, anytime you find a nine and a half, there's a four hanging around with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh it's like midnight at the oasis, send your camel to bed. They're referring to the four. Let's you know, just get rid of your friend here. Let's get out of here. <clears throat> so yeah. Send your camel you don't remember to bed. That song? Send your camel to bed. Send yeah. your camel to bed. Right. Midnight at the Oasis. Well, I do think that that uh that takes care of it for Max Hedrum. Um Oh, this is sorry, this isn't my job. I'll have to edit this out. Chuck, this is your job to wrap up. So yeah, well, I'll let you do that. We appreciate You don't our- need a harem, honey, when I'm by your side. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we should start we should have started this by congratulating Nina on her newest career move. Yes. Thank you. Yes. For you want to who- tell us about it, Nina? For those who do not know, for the 125 people that might hear this, Nina is now the host of They Walk Among Us America. Yes. The voice. Woo-woo. The voice, a very prestigious very excited on top of her own already gone so and dead ball and, and dead, dead ball. ball i'm a busy girl and dark archives yeah dark we're archives. not gonna be able to afford her before long i know oh i've got Born a contract I, I i had i had nina sign something at one of the dweeb cons she thought he waited till i was, was drunk check. yeah she thought she was signing the check <laughs> And it's actually a I thought it was an autograph, and it was so. yeah. something yeah. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I'm by your side, down. you won't need no camel. No, no. <laughs> I'll take Jesus. you for a ride. Um, <laughs> that's Midnight at the Oasis. Yeah. Can't you never heard Midnight at the Oasis? Who sung it? Does Chuck? not ring a bell. Um, I, you know, Timmy, you remember the band Ten CC? Yes. Yep. Uh, do you know what the 10 CC is? No, that is the average m- amount a male will uh, really, e- yes, will expel during the sex act. I did at the end of that. the sex act. Yes, 10 I CCs. I did not know that. That's why they named their band CCs. that. Yeah, they're not in love oh. either, Timmy. They never got fell in love, so don't forget it. And I've read that if you if you if you take a lot of zinc, it increases that amount. So really, yeah, yeah. So if you mm. ever watch porn and these guys who really have a lot, they're they're taking zinc supplements, and that helps in that area. I think that a lot of, a lot of that might be CGI stuff. But. <laughs> I, it could be. I mean, going back to Max Headroom, yeah, I think it's probably all very fake. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no Does way. Does Luminol pick that up? I guess it does. Probably it does. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we appreciate Shout you listening. <laughs> Thad, Timmy, myself, and Nina. Um, we will be back here now that uh, one of our members has got all their travel out of their system. We will be back. What? Yes, next week? we will. Week after? Next week. So please... It's the internet. It could be a hundred years from now. Who knows? Tell your neighbors, tell your cousins. So, or listen to it with your cousins if you're dating them. So (laughs) that's all I really have for this week. (laughs) Live a clean life, kids. That's right. Live a clean life. Live a clean life and tell people about Dark Archive. That's right. And we will be back in, in the coming weeks to bring you more episodes. We absolutely will. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Bye.